0: are listening to the Rock Metal Podcast, and I am your host, John Harris. That sample you just heard was Nightmare by Kingsmen, who have gotten the show with me right now. They've got a new album called Revenge, Forgiveness, Recovery, set to release via Sharp Tone Records on April 10th. Right now, I'm being joined by Tim and Tanner to share some stories about the music and share more info about what the men who are kings, the Kingsmen, have to say. So, boys, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Great to be here. Hey, it's good to be here. Absolutely great to have you boys on. Speaking of the opposite of good to have you boys on, let's go and listen back to that track, Nightmare. I don't I come back from the track Nightmare, which is a killer, brutal track, and the funny thing is, I don't know if you guys intended it to to sound this way, but my note on the little melody, like the counter melody you guys have got going on, is it's like vaudevillian carnival kind of world's upside down sort of
1: <laughs> Yeah yeah, no, that, that was
2: definitely the
3: vibe. <laughs> definitely the vibe. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You know, when things uh, don't necessarily start going your way, you know, you start to really look at everything. I was like, am I in a circus right now? Like, uh, is this, you know, what's that big show that I can't think of right now that, you know, everyone watches on FX or whatever? I can't think of it. American but, Horror yes. Story? Yeah. Yes, thank you. Is this American Horror Story, but yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, the track definitely... Uh, I mean, when we originally wrote it, I mean, that was, that was probably, I think probably one of the craziest times in our life, lives and career as musicians. So it kind of like definitely represents a lot of that, definitely
0: represents a lot of that. And I'm curious, obviously it wasn't good crazy times, um, if it's called nightmare, but I guess what went into the creation of the track?
3: Oh, well, I mean, that's (laughs) it yeah i'll take that one a little bit nightmare actually funny enough was one of the first tracks that tim and i started working on like the 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 foundation of it was written probably six months before we actually kind of came together as like an official band um but then you know once we did come together the story kind of goes like this tim and i linked up at some point in 2016 to write some music wrote a couple of kind of you know Basic song structure, kind of things going on, some choruses, some verses. And then, you know, he had just had a kid. I was reconnecting with a uh, long lost lover. And, uh, you know, in the middle of all of that, you know, we ended up kind of all experiencing some tough stuff sickness in Tim's family, sickness in my family, friends getting lost to so both murder and suicide. You know, great, great stuff. Uh, so as soon as that happened, I was like, Tim, I'm ready to write something. I need to really get some of these feelings out of my head. And uh, he was like, hey, man, yeah, I'm already trying to re- record some demos to shop out, see if we can get someone, you know, like a big producer to kind of work with us to get some cool cool music out there. And then, uh, yeah, man, so Nightmare, lyrically for me, is really, uh, you know, the nightmare that i lived with with the rest of the band i mean we all kind of were going through some pretty crazy stuff simultaneously and uh it sucked it was awful (laughs) it was absolutely terrible and so nightmare kind of just shows the listener you know some of the thoughts that were going through our heads but also kind of goes into you know how living a nightmare doesn't necessarily mean that it's the end of the world um and yeah that's pretty much
0: that. yeah incredibly heavy stuff I and mean, i like the positive twists. that you know yeah there's some some really crappy stuff that can definitely happen but you know not the end of the world and where do you go from there and how do you learn from it and whatnot um kind of an interesting side question is you mentioned it was one of the first tracks you guys started working on so did it then set the tone for what would become the record that we're chatting
3: about today i think aggressive like The more aggressive side of stuff that we have, yeah, absolutely. You know, what we captured in Nightmare, we were like, yeah, this is definitely something we want to kind of work on and, you know, see what we can make grow out of this. Um, But... If you listen to some of the other tracks, you'll see that there's some singing, there's more melodic, kind of softer melodic parts and stuff like that, and that definitely kind of came into the picture during the evolution. Nightmare was definitely, I feel like, the first stepping stone, but as we started walking down the path and making more and more songs, we realized that we kind of had more of like this melodic kind of you know, kind of like we call it like a stadium rock twist where it's like, you know, we try and make these courses that everyone can feel on an emotional level, but also would enjoy singing with us. Yeah.
0: I've never heard anything put that way before. I'm kind of like taking off whimsically to a world I never knew existed before. That's
1: it. It is kind of crazy too. Cause like when nightmare was originally written, you know, we never really had a name for our album or EP or whatever or anything, you know? So it kind of like it, it, in a way it resembles revenge, especially if you watch the music video, um, you know, she's torturing us as voodoo dolls, you know, and break into that. It, it that rese- it resembles the first cycle, which is revenge,
0: you know? Yeah, absolutely. Which we'll get into a little bit. And for those out there who love the track nightmare and want to check out that music video that was just mentioned can do so by going to today's show notes at www.therockmiddlepodcast.ca. And I'm trying to think if I have any other questions about that track. There's a lot of to unfold there. Probably spend the rest of our lives chatting about it, but... Um... Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Wow. Yeah. All right. Now, yeah. one of the other questions I kind of had on, maybe I might scoot this over to a question about the album, is just you mentioned, you know, you guys were working on recording some tracks and shopping around for a producer to work with, and I just kind of wanted to hear more about that. Like, what was the plan? How did it work out? Yeah, I mean...
1: We, it's kind of crazy, you know, we were with, we signed with a management company that believed in the music, which is great, you know, and they kind of helped us reach out to people that we wouldn't have been able to reach out to. Um, you know, I've always had a dream list of producers that I've personally wanted to work with. Um, and you know, it was kind of wild, you know, Mark Lewis, um, he's done, you know, Whitechapel, Trivium, Cannibal Corpse, Megadeth, big, big time guys, bad wolves. And, uh, it's kind of crazy. He just got a bite of our demos somehow. Um, and, uh, we woke up one morning and we literally had messages on every social media network. We had Tanner had every messages on all of his personal social media networks saying, Hey guys, this is Mark Lewis. Contact me ASAP. I want to make your record. Um, and it was kind of like, we were just like, Holy shit, you know? And, um, it was pretty, pretty wild experience. Um, and, uh, you know, us and Mark clicked super, super well. Um, right off the bat, we had a phone call with him and he was excellent. And I mean, you know, Mark kind of, you know, Mark connected with us on a way to really express what we wanted in the record, you know, um, like emotionally and through sounds and color and what kind of vibe we were going for. So Mark was just, he was the ultimate, and it's pretty crazy too, because he was number one on my list. He's someone I've always wanted to work with my entire life. I've been a big fan of everything he does. So, um, pretty
0: crazy yeah well that's my question because I was figuring from where you guys are coming in the world and how well it was produced will putney also came to mind if you guys are familiar yeah actually will
1: uh yeah will will uh, reached out to us um as well to work on this record um and the timing didn't work out aligned with will um there was like some some things that just didn't work out so we ended up working with mark um you know but will had interest in working with us and we had an interest i mean i love will's work as well too he's he's excellent um he's fantastic
0: so very cool stuff. Well Yeah, we were watching the we were watching Will Putney on Nail Mix with not <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's a man. Yeah. Huh? Will a man. <laughs> yeah, I watch that all the time.
0: Hey. Hey. Well he was super excited because hey. we use Logic Pro and he was like, What? Somebody who doesn't use Pro Tools and he was so excited so right?
3: <laughs> that's awesome. We're all Logic that's Pro awesome. users actually, that's funny. Beautiful. <laughs> There we go.
0: Yep. All right. Well, speaking of the opposite of wasting away, then let's go listen to the next track Waste Away. Waste Away, baby.
2: Frustrations will be the death of you.
0: All right, come back from the track. Waste away. Now I'll, I remember you mentioning that on the album, there's some more aggressive stuff and some stuff that isn't as aggressive. I'll, I'll channel this as aggressive, um, and maybe I'm wrong, but I, it feels pretty aggressive to me. I also have a note that it's tuned to like drop Q sharp or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's dropped down there. It's it's like the lowest tuning we've. I mean, I've ever. You know, I mean, I've been always been like a big time of sugar fan and stuff, and I was like, you know, I'm a down tuned to F sharp, play around a little bit and then end up writing that song. And, um, you know, we ended up just really vibing on it. You know, it was actually, it was actually Mark's favorite song that he did on the record. Um, and we got, you know, we got really like really creative with it and just a lot of normal stuff that we wouldn't have done, which was really cool, you know? Um, but the song definitely has an aggressive taste to it, but we try to keep it, you know, it's kind of crazy. Like my guitar work isn't, it's not, crazy all over the place but i like to color stuff a lot you know i like to color with droney more ambient melodies and stuff like that and tanner really complements that well so it it worked really well
0: Mm -hmm. i agree now this track what is this track about
3: yeah waste away definitely that's the song that we kind of use as our kind of like like anthem for the record overall as far as the meaning of revenge forgiveness recovery um, lyrically tells a story of, you know, right off the rip, it, it talks about the earth shattering under your feet and, you know, feeling senses of, of defeat, but finding something that could be the cure for what, you know, is really paining you and, and causing you trouble in your life. Um, and, and all the whole entire record of venture goodness recovery kind of surrounds that idea of like feeling these mixture of emotions when you're going through tough times, you know, wanting to just do something aggressive, uh, on instinct, to, to get back at whatever it is or whoever it is, uh, that's, you know, making, you know, trouble in your life. And then also feeling, you know, either the, the sense of, all right, maybe I don't need to go down that path and I can forgive them, or maybe I am going to go down that path and get back at them and find forgiveness through that. But, you know, ultimately a lot of people talk about recover, uh, you know, revenge and forgiveness and truly revenge and forgiveness, I feel like isn't the end of the story, you know, to find true recovery is beyond forgiveness. It's after things have settled, after the dust has cleared, you know, that is where you enter a moment where it's like, okay, now, you know, I, I've, I've lived through the worst of the worst. I've found that neutral ground. And now I'm at the point where I'm basically back at normal. Now, normal might not necessarily mean that, you know, you're, you're where you were before all this happened, but it means you've learned to live with what's happened. Um, and so race the way kind of just, you know, symbolizes the idea of like not letting moments in your life that could potentially hurt you, uh, necessarily defeat you. It's meant, uh, to take those moments, grow from them and just kind of move on past that
0: sweet okay so, yeah, so for those out there who love the tracks nightmare and waste away we'll be super excited to know that on uh, april 10th came a full record via sharp tone records called revenge forgiveness recovery and that's definitely something we've been chatting about here a little bit is um you know there's there's revenge there's forgiveness and then there's a a healing part after that where we learn to live with what happened and lessons going forward um something that I kind of wanted to ask was, these two tracks that we listen to, Nightmare and Waste Away, is that essentially what we should expect from the record, maybe musically?
3: Oh, yeah. That, I mean, well, with Waste Away, like Tim said, you know, he picked up a heavier, you know, or I should say, like a, a bigger guitar, if you will, with more strings for that track. So as far as the thunderous kind of tone you get from that, that's definitely a one-hit wonder on the record. But I think that that overall kind of powerful kind of... You know, just in your face, kind of like ear shattering type stuff that we try and capture mixed with, you know, the, 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 the screeching and guttural vocals that also kind of mixes well with the kind of, you know, kind of typical rock singing. That is definitely to be expected on all the other tracks on this album. Um, Nightmare, it's actually funny, Nightmare is the only track that I really don't kind of sing on. Um, that's only, Except for that and Oppressor. Those are the only two tracks that you'll actually only find me really, you know, screaming.
0: All right, well, boys, is there anything that I missed that you wanted to chat about?
3: We're looking forward to seeing everyone <laughs> when this is all about. Yeah. I mean
1: yeah for sure that, that that's like the biggest thing I mean we're definitely all like you know it's it's kind of cool like our you know our album has a lot of energy but we know that you know playing live is something we all love a lot um so we really can't wait to uh to get out there and um you know really showcase what we got um super stoked about that so
3: yeah, I mean, to everyone that's listening to this, just for me personally, I'd just like to say that we were, I at least was very much looking forward to some of the tours that we had planned for this year. Um, and unfortunately, with everything that's going on right now, obviously that's all been put to a hold. So anyone that's listening and looking to, you know, experience our live show, we promise you we'll be coming out there and we will be playing for you guys soon. It's just everyone needs to stay inside, be safe, practice social distancing, you know, Get your toilet paper, wash your hands, <laughs> do the whole thing.
0: <laughs> Operate like how bands take pictures, be at a distance of three meters from each other or whatever. Yeah,
1: and, and look serious. <laughs> look serious, serious but don't look sick.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. All right, boys. Well, thank you so much for coming <laughs> on to the Rock Metal Podcast.
1: All right. Thank you very much, Dan. Thanks. Thanks, man. are.
0: Should I say goodbye, goodbye? Thank you so much for listening to the Rock Metal Podcast. I've been your host, John Harris. Please head over to our website at www.therockmetalpodcast.ca. There you can sign up for our newsletter and find out more information about today's show.